Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. I thank God that we're able to spend our morning together in prayer. Today is Friday, and we're in the sixth week of the Easter season. Easter is not just a single day, but a season made up of a week of weeks. For the next couple of days, we're going to be reading and meditating on two very brief books near the end of the New Testament, 2 John and 3 John. Please feel free to send me an email with any stories or insights or questions that uh, you might have as we go along through the rest of this week. You can send them to me at pastorjim2006 at icloud.com. And now we begin our prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love, O God, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Praise to the blessed and holy Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God who gives life, salvation, and resurrection. Alleluia. The Son of Righteousness will arise with healing in his wings. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and you have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. The second letter of John. From the elder to the chosen lady and her children, whom I love in truth, as indeed, in addition to myself, do all those who know the truth, because of the truth that abides in us and is with us forever. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father, and from Jesus the Messiah, the Son of the Father, be with us in truth and love. I was delighted when I found some of your children walking in the truth, just as we have received the commandment from the Father. And now, dear lady, I ask you, not as though I were writing you a new commandment, but the one we had from the very beginning, that we should love one another. This is love, that we should behave in accordance with his commandments. And this is the commandment, just as you heard it from the very start, that we should behave in accordance with it. Many deceivers, you see, have gone out into the world. These are people who do not admit that Jesus the Messiah has come in the flesh. Such a person is the deceiver, the anti-Messiah. Watch out for yourselves, so that you won't lose what you have worked for, but may receive the full reward. Anyone who goes out on their own and does not abide in the teaching of the Messiah does not have God. One who abides in the teaching, such a one has the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring the teaching, don't receive them into the house. Don't even give them a greeting. 
Anyone who utters a greeting to such a person shares in their wicked deeds. I have many things to write you, but I did not wish to, I did not wish to write with pen and ink. I am hoping instead to come to you and speak face to face. That will complete our joy. The children of your chosen sister send your greetings. Second John. It is one of the short letters in the New Testament that we typically don't read. We'll read Third John tomorrow to end our week. But what are some of the things that you noticed about this brief and probably unfamiliar letter? Here are a couple of things that I picked up. The one sending the letter identifies himself as the elder, the one who's receiving it, uh, the, the, the lady uh, and her children, uh, is a way of talking about the church, uh, the church uh, as, uh, as, as the lady and uh, those within it as the children. Now, there's no real way to tell what the elder means by identifying himself this way. Is it simply an old and respected figure in the church and in the region who has been there maybe from the beginning, from the founding of this community? Or maybe it is somebody with more of an authoritative role, like an overseer or a bishop. Nevertheless, no no matter what his identity, uh, the letter is pastoral in nature. The elder is reminding this particular assembly which is identified as the lady and her children, of the teaching that anchors our faith and inspires our love. The teaching is the truth that they have come to believe about Jesus, the Son of the Father who came in the flesh. That is the truth that they have worked so hard to establish and to live by, and from which they hope to obtain the reward. In a very short space of time, the elder links faith in Jesus' incarnation to the keeping of Jesus' commandment to love one another, to also keeping God's commandments as the enfleshed reality of God's love in this world. A tidy summary of the basics of Christian faith and life. Like all pastoral letters, however, this letter is addressing a problem that has arisen in the church. While it's hard to get a full picture of what is going on from listening in on only one side of the conversation, as letters uh, usually do, it appears that There are some traveling preachers who have come into this region and are teaching things that strike right to the root of their faith in Jesus, namely that Jesus has come in the flesh, or namely that the Christ has come in the flesh, that he truly is human. As we know, there are many different teachings about Jesus circulating even today, and each denomination has a different way of teaching about Jesus and the faith in him. But even though there is diversity in teaching, there is also a common root of truth that when denied or taught in a way that looks to actually sever that root, that is to separate the believer from the basic confession of faith that Jesus is the Christ and that he has come in the flesh, well, then we have something different altogether. The elder calls these people those ones who have run out ahead. Scholars think that this is a sarcastic remark about Uh, they're supposing to teach a more advanced truth to uh, these simple Christians. Uh, These uh, teachers who have gone out into the world, they're so far out ahead, so much more sophisticated, that they think they know all kinds of things. The elder insists that what they actually know is a knowledge that fights against Christ and the gospel. And he warns this congregation not to give these advanced preachers Uh, a base of operations that will lead the people astray. 
I hope that you can see some common points of connection between this brief letter and what's going on in our world. Here's one that I've been thinking about. In our church today, innovation has become a buzzword. We want to remember, however, that the innovation that we are looking for is not an innovation or somehow an advanced or more knowledgeable or enlightened version of the gospel. But innovation brought to those areas that have always changed in the way in which Christ's people gather. The way we organize ourselves, the way we do our business, the way we tend to certain things, whether it be around worship or other things. So to us today, the elders' warning speaks to us well. Remain faithful to the truth so that we do not lose all that we have worked so hard to establish. This living witness to the kingdom of God that is gathered in this world in Jesus' name. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the gift of relationships with others, and for the communion of faith in your church. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for all those who are afflicted or sick or grieving. We pray for those who care for the sick and the dying for those who govern the nations of the world, for the people and countries ravaged by strife or warfare, and especially this morning we think of the conflict going on in Israel now, for those who work for peace and international harmony, that their efforts might bring forth fruit and might draw people together in you, for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. For what else or for who else are we praying for today? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power so that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. 
In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.